plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Good morning. Happy Saturday. I am very pleased to bring you a bonus edition of the Locked on Eagles podcast. I'm Teron Davenport, your host with the most, here to bring you that steady Eagles talk that I know you want. And like I said, this is going to be a bonus edition. We're going to go behind enemy lines and talk with one of the fellow podcasters on the Locked on Sports Network. The Eagles are going to Chicago to play the Bears on Monday Night Football, so we'll go behind enemy lines with Arthur Arkish. But before we do, we just want to bring your attention. Be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Eagles podcast on iTunes as well as Audio Boom. Subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast as well on iTunes. And you have the Locked On NFL, Locked On Fantasy Football. We cover it all on the Locked On Sports Network. So I appreciate your support. And, man, this is going to be a, a very interesting game. You have Carson Wentz, who's going to make his primetime debut, following up on an excellent, a stellar rookie performance last week you know this guy is in his rookie year and he's making his transition into the NFL and sooner or later we're going to see really uh, how he's going to perform when he's tested going against an outstanding defense and I think this is the week where we could see him going against Vic Fangio a a very good defensive coordinator I'm looking forward to watching this game and and analyzing it and breaking it down and I know you guys are too want to know the Eagles are, are going to Chicago who is 0-1 coming off a loss to the Houston Texans in Houston. It's going to be the first game there at Soldier Field this year, so definitely expect the crowd to be very into it, and the Eagles, they could could take that crowd away if they could, you know, uh, have an outstanding defensive performance from the start and and get off to a fast start offensively. And we'll talk about that, among other things, with Arthur Arkis. Now, Arthur is the senior editor of Pro Football Weekly, He's an NFC North writer for USA Today Sports Weekly. And as I mentioned, Locked On Bears podcaster. I can't wait to bring Arthur in. You guys will like what he has to say. We're going to give you three keys to the game, and he'll, he'll just break it down for you. I'm looking forward to it. So definitely uh, tune in and, and stay tuned as we bring Arthur in. Okay, Eagles fans, we have a special treat for you. What we're going to do is go behind enemy lines, and we're going to bring in Arthur Arkish from Locked On Bears podcast. As you know, Monday Night Football is Eagles versus Bears. What better way to get your behind-the-scenes conversation than to go to someone who is behind the scenes? Arthur, how you doing, man? Excellent. How you doing today, Teron? I'm doing really well, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, and let's get right into it. I want to get your three keys to the game. What are three keys to a Bears victory on Monday Night Football? All right, yeah, I think that this is going to be a very different test than the Bears saw in week one in Houston. 
uh, didn't have a lot of answers for Brock Osweiler and, and kind of the speed of that Houston Texans upgraded offense. So um, w- when you look at the Eagles, at least when I look at the Eagles, I think that it starts with finding a way to, to fluster the rookie quarterback Carson Wentz. Uh, the Bears didn't get a lot of pressure on Brock Osweiler last week, certainly not a sufficient amount, but I think part of the problem was that the Texans, again, had the type of speed with Lamar Miller and Will Fuller and guys like that that defensive coordinator uh, Vic Fangio of the Bears wasn't really willing to take chances. So um, I think it's not really in his DNA to kind of generate pressure to bring a ton of blitzes, but I suspect that that's going to be the route that Fangio takes with his unit to try and get after Carson Wentz, who, of course, will be in his first road start, which also happens to come in prime time. So for my first key of the game is find a way to pressure Carson Wentz. And uh, again, I think they'll be able to kind of they're going to have to manufacture some pressure to make that happen. Uh, I guess I'll throw it to you quickly to see, just to see how Wentz sort of handled what Ray Horton and the Browns threw at him last week. Yeah, Wentz did a really good job of handling whatever pressure did come his way. I think the best example was on fourth and four. They blitzed the interior gaps. He stood strong in the pocket, stared down the the barrel of that that pass rush coming, and he delivered a strike to Zach Ertz, a catch-and-throw kind of situation, and Ertz caught it. It was a first down. The very next play was that touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. So it was a good setup. He took the hit also after uh, delivering that ball. So he definitely stood up in the, in the midst of the pressure there. Okay, good stuff. And um, it'll be interesting to see if the Bears do have any more success than the Browns did last week. Now, my second key for the Bears it's going to be to get Alshon Jeffrey involved, and you can throw Kevin White in that conversation as well. When I look at the Eagles roster, uh, if there's a weakness that I see on the defense, not if, but the weakness I see on the defense, I should say, uh, to me it appears to be the cornerbacks. And I know that Leotis McKelvin is down this week, so it's going to be up to Ron Brooks, and it's going to be up to Nolan Carroll, and I would assume the seventh-rounder Jalen Mills. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey was fairly encouraging in his performance last week. I thought what was encouraging was the way that uh, that the Bears shown showed a commitment to kind of forcing the ball to Alshon. Now, it could be a fine line into forcing it too much, but when I look at this matchup, I just think it's one that Alshon has to dominate, and I think that if the, the Eagles, I know their safeties uh, are, are some high-priced investments, and Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod, obviously, if they're going to roll coverage over to Alshon, then the Bears have to find a way uh, to get Kevin White more consistent, had some uh, really tough gaffes last week, whether it was a false start or, or a bad route that turned into an interception. Um, so I think that they have to have Alshon performing as that number one, that coverage dictator. And then when they do dictate coverage, I think that that's going to be opportunity for not only Kevin White, but uh, also Eddie Royal and Zach Miller uh, to be nice complementary pieces and make sure that this Bears offense gets gets going a little bit more than it did last week when there was really nothing happening in the second half. Uh, Teron, I throw it back to you. What do you think about the Eagles' corners in the way that they will be able to defend or not defend Alshon? Yeah, your mention of Eddie Royal is something I think really is a, a good observation because watching that touchdown he had just before the end of the first half, really outstanding move in space. And that's what you want to get one-on-one coverage from the slot position because of all the attention being paid towards Alshon Jeffrey. As you mentioned, that coverage rolling over top to him. So I think Eddie Royal could be a difference maker for the Bears in this game when you look at the secondary, Jalen Mills is a guy that can play inside or outside. They're going to use him primarily outside because I just don't see them lining Ron Brooks up outside against 
those guys, uh, Kevin White and Alshon Jeffrey, 6'3 and up. I mean, these are big, big receivers. Alshon Jeffrey, I've said it all along, he's like a Carl Malone. You know, he's he's a post a post up nightmare for opposing corners. So I think that matchup it definitely works in their favor. They're going to be limited, as you mentioned, McKelvin has the hamstring injury. So don't be surprised if you see Jalen Watkins, the third safety, mixed into the game, drop down in the box to, to play some nickel corner or even Malcolm Jenkins. Interesting stuff, Teron, and I know the Bears certainly have a, a great deal of familiarity with Jim Schwartz, of course, from his time in Detroit, so we'll see if that does work in any way to their advantage as well. Now, the third key I have for a Bears victory, and, and frankly, if we're going in numerical order, this should have been first, but uh, it's mm. going to have to be to find a way to protect Jay Cutler. Um, it was not pretty last week, especially in the second half. That Houston defensive front, and particularly Whitney Merciless, uh, just terrorized the Bears on the edges where Bobby yeah. Massey, their right tackle, and uh, Charles Leno, their left tackle, were really just uh, uh, a real hot mess, if you will. And, and it was a continuation of what we saw from the newcomer Bobby Massey throughout the whole offseason. Um, so I, I wonder, it kind of says... It's, it speaks volumes, I think, about the current state of the Bears' offensive line that in the first two weeks they got J.J. Watt and now they're going to get Fletcher Cox. And my guess is that inside Hallis Hall, the Bears are not as concerned about those two as they are about what they're going to do on the edges this week against Connor Barwin, uh, against Brandon Graham, of course, and I'll let you fill me in about who else might be able to, uh, to get to them on the edges. But first, I have to ask, because it seemed as if the Eagles' pass rush was uh, maybe a little disappointing last week against Cleveland. What did you see from that pass rush? And and maybe what kind of opportunity will there be in light of what I just said about what's going on with the Bears O-line? Well, I think the pass rush was in order. They did get three sacks. And if you look at it, it was a total, I think, 30, 33 uh, dropbacks by uh, Robert Griffin III. So just like Jim Schwartz said, getting one, uh, you know, getting, getting one sack for every 10 dropbacks is not, it's not too bad. So that's something you see. But then at the same time, they got constant pressure on Griffin, they were able to move him uh, off of his block and make him have to move within the pocket. So the pass rush is good. That interior rush with Fletcher Cox, as you mentioned, is outstanding. But I think you, you're on to something when you're talking about Massey and, and uh, Leno as the, the corners, or not the corners, but the uh, tackles on the outside, the bookends, going against Brandon Graham, Connor Barwin, and you really didn't see Vinny Curry in the game. He had a couple QB pressures, no sacks, but He's someone else that brings it. So that edge is definitely going to bring a whole lot of aggressiveness and uh, going after Jay Cutler for sure. Well, it's good stuff, Teron. And the last thing I would mention for the Bears is this is a team that has been absolutely abysmal at Soldier Field over the past. Everyone talks about the 1-7 record last season, but they were 2-6 and six the year before. That was obviously preceding John Fox. But uh, to have those type of struggles when you're supposed to have a home field advantage uh, is something that the Bears obviously need to turn around. They're coming off a, a tough loss, although I don't think an unsurprising one. And uh, given the circumstances, Carson Wentz coming in in his first road start as a rookie, uh, I know here in Chicago the Bears are viewing this as an opportunity to to get to 500 and start to build some positive momentum at home. Yeah, there's definitely an opportunity for the Bears. Uh, they're going against a team with a banged-up secondary. And like you mentioned, this is Wentz's first road game, and it's coming in prime time. One thing I do like about Wentz is just his ability to keep everything simple, to not allow the moment to overwhelm him. And anytime you ask him about there's anything as far as, you know, a moment getting too big. He always says at the end of the day, I'm just playing a game. 
this is just ball. And just having that mentality, that all shucks type of mentality, is what allows him to go into whatever situation he's entering and do well. And that, that's something that I, I think is going to come into play for the Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Week this week. And, uh, hey, I, I'm looking forward to the game for sure. Well, Teron, I'll tell you, when you get to the Soldier Field press box, assuming you are coming in town this weekend, it'll actually be RC Cola and not Pepsi. But either way, uh, we're really looking Uh-oh. forward to, to seeing you and the Eagles when you come into town. Yes, sir. I look forward to it. Thanks a lot, Arthur. Thank you, Teron. So that was Arthur Arkish with some excellent insight from a Bears perspective. Definitely some things to keep in mind. I think it's going to be a, a really good game. And, man, I, I just like watching it, just the, the interaction between the, the offense and defense, special teams, man. It, it's, it's great to watch. So that's the show. Just wanted to bring you a, a behind-the-scenes look at, at, the, at the Bears, a guy who's there in the facility watching them every week and at, watching them at practice as well. So there you have it. As I mentioned earlier, be sure to follow Arthur Arkish and the Locked On Bears podcast on iTunes. You can find Arthur on Twitter as well. You can find him at Arthur, A-R-T-H-U-R-A-R-K-U-S-H. That's his, his Twitter handle. I appreciate you guys tuning in. My Twitter handle, as you know, T Davenport underscore NFL. Be sure to follow the work on the eagleswire.usatoday.com as well. Enjoy the games, folks. I appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.